Castle. It's 6 a.m. Rise and shine. Let's talk sports and welcome to the grind. And good Monday to you, and welcome inside the Property Squad studios the WKVL and Rocky Top Sports. I'm Wayne Kaiser, and alongside Booner, as we're about to grind it out on a Monday edition, but a post-Super Bowl edition, Boone. And uh, welcome back, welcome in, and uh, what a game last night as the Chiefs, how about those Chiefs, got it done last night in Super Bowl 54. Yeah, Willie Nelson, we know, has a famous song, Remember Me. Speaking of remembering me, I think Andy Reid will officially now be remembered. He would have been remembered anyway, but he cemented that legacy, did he not? Well, I think I, I think there's always a box you need to check. And, and you know, guys that, uh, that still have that lumen out there, you know, are guys like Dan Marino. You know, I think there's, there's players that, that didn't get to get to the mountaintop, that didn't get to get the thing done, and, uh, and, and he'll – be not on that list anymore you know I think uh, his time with Philadelphia really was kind of jaded in the fact that uh, you know it um, he got real real close but close he wasn't playing horseshoes or hand grenades so it didn't really matter so I I think yeah this kind of eclipses that you know I wouldn't be surprised you you know and I'm not nothing has said this nothing but the look on his face was a look of like completion Last night, yeah, I've never seen a man happier. He brought the uh, the wife in there with him, hugging up on her. Well, you know, you know what's bizarre is he comes in there with two hundred and twenty-two wins, and of course it was a Groundhog Day game. It was two two twenty, and I thought, man, Andy Reid, rush home and write down two as your lucky number and go play the lottery. Yeah, and, uh, and it looked like about a two-millimeter gap between that mustache and that bottom lip, too. <laughs> Is he not like – like he <laughs> – when he was so excited, he was saying things, and all I could see was that mustache going – Yeah, he was – She. Uh, what was his wife's name? I don't know. Ta- I think it was Tammy. But I, call, I call her Mrs. Reed. Yeah. <laughs> they said, Is he going to be okay? Is he going to have a heart attack? And – I loved it for him. Did you see they poured him that orange Gatorade? Yeah, orange. Go big orange. I was like, yeah. Oh, they doused him good. Took a lot of it to get it all over him, you know? I know, right? Well, you got to get on. You got to start at the top with Andy (laughs) Reid. You're not going to get a lot on him. But but what a game. You you know, it kind of eclipsed what was was a year ago, a successful season for the Chiefs. Uh, And and they, they get down early, get down by 10. And a lot of people's like, well, the Chiefs have been here before. They had overcame double-digit win or double-digit deficits in each of the first two rounds that they had played in, and so this honestly might have might have cooled them out. It might have put them in a place to where uh, they were really good good to do that. But but uh, but Boone, it, it was a really good game and, and really fun to watch. And and you know, kudos for starting at six thirty. I remember just a few years ago they started these things at eight o'clock, and I mean it was a long night. Uh, to try to catch it all. Last night, by 10.30, they had handed out the MVP trophy. Uh, Lombardi was was kind of jostled around. It was done. 
and I could go to sleep. I was, I mean, if nothing else, kudos to Fox, kudos to the NFL for doing that. Yeah, and, you know, they made a big deal about all the people that wanted, uh, of course, today to be declared like a, an official <laughs> holiday. And, hey, there's a reason, man, that this scheduling. But, well, you know, the, the really neat thing is uh, Mr. Buck, the announcer, his dad, Jack, called the last, of course, we're thinking 50 years ago, called the uh, the Vikings in the, the Chiefs Super Bowl. And, of course, uh, the Chiefs were in it once. Lombardi's Packers demolished them. Second time around, they won it. And just a lot of family legacy. And um, Kyle Shanahan passed down the coaching torch, 26. He's like an NFL coach. Of course, his dad coached your favorite team. And there was one more uh, pass it down. It was, um, let's see, the Bucks, the Shanahans. God, what was it? Um, give, give me some helpers. I can't. <laughs> there were three of them. Um, just the legacies. Talking about the Colquitts. That's another one. Yeah, and <laughs> there you go. He gets he gets a Super Bowl. Yeah, he he was the last in his family to to do that. You know, Craig the kicking uh, Colquitts. Let's see. Craig the father had two with the Steelers, and Brandon went twice. Brit Britain had one one with the Broncos. Went twice. Yeah, Britain. Yeah, Britton was um, one and one with his record, wasn't he? Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, you get you got to love it, and the way it turned out, a lot a lot of happy people. One of the more enjoyable ones I've watched. Uh, well, you know, if the game would have ended with one thirty nine to go, I would have, I was like shocked myself. I said the Chiefs would win by four. I go, you're kidding me. There's no way this is going to happen. And then uh, they bust out the last score there. Yeah, and I was surprised he actually scored. I figured he'd he'd kind of fall down early and then just drain the clock out. But I think when you're in that emotion, you get to get to say you scored a touchdown in the Super Bowl. You you got to do it. But but you know, change is a thing. So 50 years kind of removed from a Super Bowl, the the Chiefs get their victory. Uh, you know, Andy Reid, you know, went a long time and and, and didn't get over the hump. He's done that now. And talk about just change. Change is coming to the grind. Did you know that, Boone? Every day. What do what you think it is? Change is a coming. So, uh, last week, you know, over the last few weeks, 2020, 2019 was a really big year for the grind. It really was. It From a growth standpoint, from who we had on the show, to all the members involved, et cetera, et cetera. But 2020, I wanted to be a little bit bigger. And so, doing that, I needed some help. So, I got out and, and solicited a little bit. Uh, of interest from uh, the guys at 42SD, 42nd Street Marketing uh, over in Maryville. Uh, I mean, if you you know their work. You've seen it. If you haven't, if you don't know you've seen it, you've seen it. Uh, a lot of a lot of sports people use them to, to do their marketing. A lot, of, a lot of local businesses use them, and now they'll be the official marketing kind of supplier, provider uh, of the grind. Again, Mike and his crew over there at 42nd Street, they can hook you up. They're doing a really good job initially getting this thing started. And over the next few weeks, you'll see uh, our Facebook, Twitter overhaul. You'll see a lot of different things change. And again, branding and marketing uh, toward a common goal is just getting this this show just to more people, uh, getting more people engaged, getting more people uh, to listen to what we do. But again, 42nd Street, check them out. They're right over here in downtown Maryville. You can check them out online, 42SD. 
com and they can hook you up but again check us out on facebook twitter instagram youtube uh apple podcast google podcast and on our website at thegrindonsports.com but you check us out the grind on sports if you search that on any of those sites the grind on sports uh, and the next thing you'll see is a big pop-up that you can follow and uh, and those guys are helping us make that look uh, professional as we want to be so uh, Boone, but get, kind of get back to the game a little bit. What the Chiefs were able to do last night and, and really kind of define the odds a little bit. Now, it, it's kind of a flip coin. You know, you, you see the Chiefs who have overcome double-digit deficits in three straight playoff games, and that's a, that's a feat that we haven't seen uh, in a long, long time. But then on the other side, Kyle Shanahan, he's got to wear that badge of uh, – I was the offensive coordinator when the, the Falcons gave up that big lead, and now I was the head coach when I gave up a big lead to the Chiefs. Um, is that something he can come back from? Is he is this something that he can shake off, or is that kind of the stigma that's riding with, with uh, Kyle Shanahan right now? I think he's on his way up. He's only 40 years old, and with the coaching tree he comes from, the knowledge um, – it's not going to be something that sticks with him. With that team over there, I caught myself looking at his team, I know, several times, and I thought, there's no way the Chiefs win this thing. The ball would be snapped, and that fast front four was already in the backfield, and it seemed at times the Chiefs' big wide bodies just did not have the, the quick enough footwork to handle it. And, and like you said, uh, Bosa had found him a, a steak knife and a – fork and a spoon and he, he was tearing it up and eating them and um, I was uh, at one point about to give up on my boy Mahomes he was rattled uh, the two picks got him and I kept thinking well you know he, he's going to pick it up here and he, he just it took the defensive stand there at the end remember that Wayne and it it's like hey they they came across for me I'm going to come across from them Wayne oh, before I forget the the third thing I was trying to think of is uh of course, the Hunts. Oh. Lamar hands it down to his son, and it's 50 years later that uh, they get to hoist the Super Bowl trophy. But uh, now Shanahan's he's a wise guru. Uh, I love his offensive, uh, the way his mind works, the way he can create situations. He, he just uh, ran into a team with a – a lot of drive, wanting to win it for Big big Red there and the, the speed, and they made a few more plays that uh, they had to make. And you talk about you talk about hunger, and you talk about, you, you know, a team that really wanted it. You, you, you couldn't imagine. You couldn't imagine how much uh, the Chiefs really were digging in. I mean, you, you could just – it was a college-like atmosphere. Uh, and I say that because that that's what's been missing in the pro game for for a long time it, is it teams that are hungry, teams that it matter. And and I thought you saw the Chiefs that really like they were playing for each other, they were playing for their coach. And quite frankly, um, I didn't see that out of the Niners. You know, I thought Joey Bosa did a lot of good things, and I thought even when he was out of position, he was trying his best uh, to get in play. But uh, I. I just thought the Chiefs had a little bit more gas in the tank. And honestly, uh, I said earlier last week that the worst thing that could happen for the Niners is a quick start for the Chiefs. And and unfortunately, they didn't start quick. 
but they they had that good middle portion that that made for the Niners to have to come back, and that just wasn't their game. You know, they they were a hard nosed defense that that really would would kind of hem you up, and they would just run the clock out with the, with their running game. Well, the problem is when you're not in that mode a lot. It, it's it's interesting to see how you respond. And I thought I thought Jimmy G was a little off. I thought he I thought he threw some hot passes, and then. And then give uh, give Kansas City's defense some credit. Uh, they they forced some some ill advised situations and uh, and made some work uh, made some work at some of those uh, let's just say uh, thought better of passes. Yeah, my man Mahomes, he was throwing it behind him and ahead of him and over him, and he finally got it together. But well, you know, he he set some records. He was the youngest guy ever to be the NFL MVP in a regular season. Of course, this happens last year. And I kept thinking, wonder who they're going to give the Super Bowl MVP to. And uh, no-brainer because even though he had two picks, he was like, um, I think, eight of eight. They scored three times and went from 10 points to 31 points. And he had uh, like 65 yards. He was not impressive for some reason with his foot speed as, as he had been in the past. But uh, when you've got world-class speed at, at a defensive back and a wide receiver, and he did burn. Uh, Richard Sherman said before the game he wasn't worried about all the speed the Chiefs had, but Sammy Watkins got him pretty good, didn't he? Yeah. Yeah, Sammy Watkins, man. I, he, was, he was a glimpse of, of his Clemson self. You remember when he was when he was at Clemson? I mean, he was a freak, and and he, he's still a really good player. But uh, you know the speed of of what Casey was able to do. Because when you tell me that you have to deal with more than Tyreek Hill, I'm like, uh oh. And, and that's what happened. The Niners could could him up one or the other. They just couldn't get both of them most of the times. And give credit to to Patrick Mahomes. The guy just took off periodically just enough to to draw off. Um, draw off nine, the Niners' defense and, and kind of make them question some things. But uh, Hey, Wayne, what were the odds that anyone would bet that uh, Kelsey would line up at quarterback and run the option? I'm I, guessing nobody bet on that. Well, see, he's done that. <laughs> he's done it a few times oh, through the season. But, but uh, it, yeah, in that biggest game against that defense, yeah, I probably wouldn't have bet on it. Hey, but you want to hear a funny Vegas stat? Love it. So, so yesterday there, there there was a money line, and again I heard this on our syndicate SB Nation, but um, there was a money line about Patrick Mahomes' rushing total, and it was a bet. You know they kept betting four, and the number kept going up. They kept betting four, the number kept going up. Well, it got up to like thirty six and a half yards. So basically, to win, you ha- you know you have to bet you know the over, the under, what have you, and ke- people kept betting. We, he had with with going into that last drive, he had forty four yards. So everybody's like, "Oh man, money, we've hit this." And then again, I don't know at what value you're betting, right? To me, man, I I had five bucks on it, <laughs> but you know, people in Vegas do it a little bigger than that. But, oh yeah, but but um, on that last drive, he took four knee downs. That accumulated 15 yards. He ended the game with 29 rushing yards. No money. Who would have thought of that? <laughs> well, who would have lost 15 yards? Which a lot of it was, you know, 
the the play clock and the game clock were so close, he needed to kind of do some scrambling to uh, to to get the clock down a little bit, and that's what what ended up losing him some yardage. And and of course, nowadays in the NFL, a lot of people take the knee in the shotgun, so it's like a four yard loss every time you do it. But I just thought it was really interesting the fact that uh, it's hard to outsmart Vegas. Like, they just got it like that. 36 yards, he's got 44 with, like, 57 seconds to go. You're like, man, this is going to work. Not so much. So, uh, but w- going with that, his rushing ability, how big of a how big of a, an impact was that to the, the Chiefs having success, him being able to run the football? And then on the flip, JG not being able to do that. Yeah, Mahomes, they had him pinned in there and won't even – had a big old monster hand come in, smack him across the face, and one had him around the, the ankles, and he's just able to wiggle out of it just real quick instincts. And he's looking, passing, looking, passing, and they're waiting, and they're waiting, and the whole time he's looking, he's getting like four and five sneaky yards on you. Yeah, that was huge. But uh, I honestly think, Wayno, the turning point was when Bill Murray comes out and does a Groundhog Day commercial in a Jeep Gladiator was that not the best commercial ever? <laughs> like, like it's almost like we're on the same wavelength because that was my next question was, what was your favorite commercial? He, I mean, he had the top off, the doors off. Bill, or, don't you think you're going to freeze to death? I'm not worried about it. And then at the yeah, end, he, he gets tomorrow. lost. Remember the video game where you smack down the, the uh, groundhogs that <laughs> pop up? He goes, nothing personal, man. And he was just hitting the heads and bang, 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 bang. And then at the end, they got lost and walking around the snow trying to find her. And he their... said, I was following you. <laughs> that was not, was that, there was some really good ones. Like if you followed me on Twitter last night, I was, my GIF game was strong last night. Like I was putting out some tweets about the different commercials or whatever between Google making me cry. I didn't cry. I got something in my eye, but between Google making me cry and Bill Murray and then the, the did you see the P and G brand uh, one that had all their products in one commercial? Uh, give, give me a few more hints. There were so many. So of them. it was like it had Febreze in it. It had Bounty. It had it had all the P and G brands, like all in one commercial. Oh, I love that one. The reason I like that one, you know, I'm a bargain shopper. So anytime you can you can get the bargain, I'm like, yeah, that's that's smart. Well, they had every one of their brands in a one-minute commercial, and and it and it caught me because they had Mister Clean, they had the Bounty guy, they had the Febreze, they had it was everything, and and it was it was it was almost like a little micro movie as you're as you're watching it. But probably my favorite commercials: the Bill Murray when you can have Jeep, Bill Murray, Groundhog's Day, and football all in one commercial. I don't think it's a hard hard sell right there. And I thought it was funny because he was like. He was like, I don't care. I'll see you tomorrow. <laughs> but, uh, hey, another one was, uh, did you like Alexa? What would we have done without Alexa? Oh, the, the Ellen DeGeneres yeah. commercial. Yeah. Yeah. And then they play, uh, the, the ludicrous song or whatever. Or yeah. not Little John, Little John. Yeah. And, uh, let's see, uh, guy was walking around in his underwear and there is no news. It's all fake news. I, did did was, you did you see like there was a couple that were little little short deals? Did you see the new Fox Nation channel that's coming out? I did not. So they did everything but have like uh y- you know I don't know like 
flames, NASCAR, everything like that. It's like, here's a channel for America. And I was like, <laughs> all right. It had a, it had a big and rich saying, you know, if you like America, you'll like this channel. I'm like, wow, they just put it right out there, didn't you? Well, I'm. it's like, you know, if you want to talk about good commercials, hook is what it's about, right? Well, they kind of hooked me. I'm like, well, I'll give it a shot, you know, just because they like it and it's America. Why not watch it? It's America. America. And then uh, what about the movie trailers? Did any of those catch your eye? Oh, yeah. Like my favorite one was Top Gun Maverick. Like that's that's going to get me because Top Gun was one of my favorites growing up. Tom Cruise. Yeah, he's still in it. Oh, he is? I would say Val Kilmer's not going to be in it. You seen that guy lately? Uh, looks a little different. Kind of like a lunch lady. <laughs> but uh, anyway, anyway, we digress. But uh, really excited about Top Gun Maverick. But uh, w- did you have any other moments of the Super Bowl that you just kind of, kind of, what did you think about halftime? Uh, I I would not pay money to see her in concert. Uh, love the choreography, the energy. Oh, my gosh. And um, the dance, the movements, loved all that. Not super big fans of her songs. I'd rather see her act in movies. But, uh, I uh, mean, uh, I heard him say out. it was the best halftime entertainment ever. I wouldn't go down that road. No. I love the 100-year-old guy doing the uh, the veteran doing the coin toss. Ain't that something? That was awesome. All four of those guys being 100 years old. That 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 kind of choked me up a little bit, and that the, he was part of the Tuskegee Airmen, the Charles McGee, like that's just really cool. Yeah, he went he went back. I'll tell you, they had me they had me tore up leading up to it. I I put that on Twitter. I said if there's any if it gets any better than the pregame, then we we've uh, we've got something in for a show. But what'd you think about all the like superimposed stuff? I thought Fox went over the top just a little bit, like it was very. Uh, video game-esque early on as as like you know the thing built out of the thing but what about the hundred years deal like i ain't gonna lie when they showed the quarterbacks and it was brady peyton marino montana Favre, staubach all those guys standing together i went whoa i mean it's a moment and the fact that jim brown and lawrence taylor were back to back to each other just leaned up that was pretty cool Totally awesome. Fact we we live in such a wonderful era to experience this stuff with technology. Well, and I think I you know after last week and, and losing Kobe Bryant, and I thought it was really classy that they they mentioned that uh, there at the pregame. But you lose a, a star, right? But then they 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 open that book and, and kind of just start folding through who we still have. You know what I'm saying? The fact that you looked at that and Don Shula's sitting out there now he's. He's older, and, and you know he's he's uh, he's maybe got some issues going on, but we still got Don Shula, uh, we've still got Jim Brown, uh, we've still got a lot of those Steelers from back in the day that were great. We've got Roger Staubach, uh, you know. There's just pieces of history and, and sports history that it showed that you know even though things uh, things get bleak from time to time, that there's still a lot out there to be. To be thankful for and and to be happy that we still got around. Yeah, and I mean, I mean, you just see them all together and Captain Comeback doesn't get any better than that. Roger Staubach and uh, you, 
you, you just think of what's going on around you, and uh, Paul Amalo goes into the Hall of Fame. I mean, uh, you know the guy didn't cut his hair for like nine years. Well, that's because he kept getting it pulled out. It probably was getting <laughs> – it got thinned out every Sunday. Yeah, they just they just pulled out the dead ends. But his, his goal was to completely have it cover his name on the back. But, yeah, there's there's a lot of football legacies out there. Jim Brown. I mean, Emmett Smith was out there. Barry I mean, Sanders. Yeah, there was probably, I guess there was the top five running backs of all time still still out there, just standing out there. Did you know Deacon Jones, when he was a sack master with the, the Rams, was faster than anybody on the team, including the running backs, quarterbacks, and wide receivers? He was a defensive end. Really? And, uh, did, you see, did you see Eric Dickerson was out there? And, I, and, and, and it was bad because Eric Dickerson at the college level like it's pretty pretty next level, but uh, he was out there and he was just one of the guys. You know, I thought I thought when you when you got a lineup and Eric Dickerson's kind of in the background, that means you've got a lineup standing out there. Yeah, that's the lineup. Last time I remember Eric Dickerson, maybe it was Chris Henry with the Titans. Somebody was getting ready to break his record. He was so nervous. It's like it was going to kill him if they did it. I thought it was Adrian Peterson when he about broke it just a few. Years well, it was one of them because they asked him if he'd be happy for him, and he went no, nope. no. <sighs> That's my record. He, he even had his a couple of sisters there, and I thought, man, give it up. They're only good if someone else breaks it. Right. Hey, but it, it's – I don't know. I think I think time makes hearts grow fonder. You know what I'm saying? As farther you get away from it, the more uh, the more it's, it means something to break it. So I think he, he'd just be fine to not break it in his lifetime and just let it happen later. <laughs> but, uh, but anyway, great, great atmosphere last night. Kind of a, a fitting ending – uh, to a culmination of a hundred years of the NFL, a team that hadn't made it in fifty years. Hey, breaks, Reno, breaks that streak. Bef- before we leave here, uh, the Chiefs' defensive coordinator had some unbelievable, believably good calls, and I was reading up a little bit on it. Honey Badger, Tyrone Matthew, he, uh, the coordinator for the Chiefs, said the day that. Honey Badger walked into the locker room. The culture of that entire team defensively started to change. What a testament to the leadership and uh, bold energy. And he got on them pretty good there on the sideline at a turning point. Do you remember that? Oh, yeah. I was going to say he ripped into them last night. He went over there and said, come on, guys, to the last whistle. Let's fight. And, and, and I think, you know, that I always, I always like to bring it back here because I think it's true. He played in the Southeastern Conference. That's what mean. That's what it means. There is no in the Southeastern Conference. You're either you're either fighting for or you're not number one. So you you uh, you, you know he's got a little bit different mentality. I think his time in Arizona, he can appreciate a good football team and know that it's a far and few between thing, a fleeting thing to be that good. And so he didn't want to waste that moment. So no, I thought he was a he was a big catalyst. Uh, for what was a comeback, but uh, I think I think belief in Patrick Mahomes continuing to go back to the well. I think the aggressiveness early on, honestly, uh, I think won them this football game. You know, because you look at it, there was that fourth and one where Mahomes gets hit, it, the ball's knocked out, and it falls back, and it's fourth and one. Well, they send out the kick unit, and then Andy Reid pulls them back and sends him back out there. They kick a field goal right there, they lose this football game. Mark my words, because it would have been 24-23 at that rate, and they would have been the fighters, not the not the, the, the victors here 
in this game. So I thought the aggressiveness early forced forced San Francisco to be perfect. They couldn't do that, and the Chiefs got it done. But uh, let's uh, let's take a break. Listen to our fine sponsors. That's been Super Bowl Fifty Four uh, again. Hundred years in the NFL come to a close as the Chiefs are the kings of football right now. Super Bowl Fifty Four champs, and we'll say it one more time, Boone. How about those Chiefs? Fastest quarterback ever in 31 starts to 9,412 yards. Enjoy the history, guys, because you're watching it with Mahomes. Mahomes, MVP of the Super Bowl 54. But, Boone, let's take a break. Listen to these fine sponsors. When we come back, Tennessee from here on out. Tennessee's got coaching changes in tow on the football field, and the basketball team's had a tough weekend. We'll talk about all of that on The Flip. You're listening to The Grind, 100.9 FM. 8.50 a.m. and streaming at WKVL.com. Rocky Top Sports. We'll be right back. Your hometown alternative to Ordinary Sports Radio, 100.9 FM, 8.50 a.m. Rocky Top Sports. Are you looking to buy or sell a home? Then call the only realty team I trust, the Property Squad. When I moved into the area, they sold my old home in 13 days and got me the greatest price on my new home right here in Maryville. Specializing in Blunt Knox and surrounding counties, Deborah Welly, Sherry Paul, Keith Paul, Bill McLean, and Tressa Lickwire make up the dream team of Property Squad and are always working to make the home buying process quick and easy. When it's time to buy or sell a home, remember to call my team, the Property Squad. For more information or to speak with an agent, call 865 865- 983-0011 or visit propertysquad.com. As the demand for a more skilled and technologically advanced workforce has grown in Blunt County over the last decade, a driving force to get more young adults trained to work with our local companies and businesses is the Blunt Partnership. The Blunt Partnership has created working relationships between the public schools and industries to develop education initiatives that prepare an upcoming workforce with the skills needed for them to succeed and build a career. To learn more about these strategies, log on to BluntPartnership.com. Buying a home is one of the biggest financial decisions you will ever make, and it can be overwhelming, but Donna Cry at Mortgage Investors Group is committed to making your home buying experience a pleasure. Donna Cry is my personal home mortgage specialist. MIG is rated number one in residential mortgage lenders in Tennessee. Are you considering a new home? Then use who I trust, Donna Cry with Mortgage Investors Group in Maryville. Whether you're buying your first home or your fifth, Donna will help you put your home ownership plans into action. Call Donna at 865-984-9948 or go to DonnaCry.com. MIG is an equal housing lender. El Jimador Mexican Grill. Authentic Mexican food in Maryville, Tennessee for the past 15 years. Open Sunday through Thursday, 11 a.m. to 10 p.m. Friday and Saturday, 11 a.m. to 10.30 p.m. El Jimador offers Monday through Friday lunch specials with their 15 minutes or free guarantee. Call your order in at 865-681-6040 and delivery is available. You'll enjoy a comfortable environment while gathering with family and friends at El Jimador Mexican Grill, located at 1705 East Lamar Alexander Parkway in Maryville, Tennessee. El Jimador Mexican Grill, a proud sponsor of Blunt County Sports. Are you looking for a place to relax and have fun after work or a place to fill the weekend fun? Check out the Party Pub in the heart of Maryville. They open at 7.30 a.m. and have daily drink specials. 
They have darts, karaoke, and billiards daily, as well as Tennessee football each and every Big Orange Saturday in the fall. So check out the Party Pub on Ellis Avenue in downtown Maryville, a place where they treat you like family, and it's always a good time. Hey, sports fans. Ever thought about having your own sports radio show? Ever thought you could do as well as those so-called experts? Now's your chance. Call 724-1100 or visit our website at WKBL.com to learn more about this exciting opportunity. This is Wayne Kaiser, host of Rocky Top Sports, sports radio show, The Grind. If you're looking for a way to catch The Grind, not in its normal programming, if you can't make that six to seven hour, check it out online, thegrindonsports.com. It's the hub for everything The Grind. We've got Twitter feed, Facebook feed, and of course, SoundCloud. If you miss a show, you don't have to miss it forever. Check it out online, thegrindonsports.com. That's thegrindonsports.com. Got golf? IguaniFarmsGolf.com 970-7132 Custom shirts, vinyl decals, and all things custom printing. That's what Night Shift Printing brings your way. If you need custom printed accessories, check out my man Jacob Carter of Night Shift Printing. You can contact them direct 321-6845 or via email at nightshiftprinting at gmail.com. That's K-N-I-G-H-T Shift Printing at gmail.com check them out on facebook and instagram you don't want to miss it it's well worth it we don't always promise to be perfect but we promise to give you our honest opinion this is sports radio from a fan's perspective you're listening to the grind on 100.9 fm 850 am rocky top sports And welcome back inside the Property Squad Studios at WKBL and Rocky Top Sports. I'm Wayne Kaiser alongside Booner. And we're grinding here on a Monday edition. Again, want to thank 42SD.com, 42nd Street over in Maryville for, for starting our marketing transformation here in 2020. And again, you can check us out Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and of course on our website, at thegrindonsports.com. A lot of different avenues uh, to catch the grind as we're trying to get bigger here in 2020. But Boone, kind of switch gears a little bit. Talk Tennessee football. I know that's shocking for you. But uh, we're going to talk Tennessee football as coaching carousel has hit Tennessee a little bit as uh, as Kevin Scherer out going to the New York Giants. Uh, You've also seen David Johnson head to Florida State. And those two voids have created a little little move, and uh, and it's going to be um, a little bit of internal moving, uh, as we've seen here lately. Big move last week. We didn't get to talk on Monday because it hadn't happened yet. But uh, Jay Graham come home. That's a that's a huge get for Tennessee. Not only that he's a VFL because don't get me wrong, that's really cool to me. But at the same rate, I want somebody who can coach. You, you know, I think in a lot of ways. You know, you get both with Jay Graham. I think he's a really he's a really well-rounded recruiter. He's well thought of in the coaching minds, and then now he's uh he's back home at his alma mater where he can sell that uh, at a high level. Uh, I thought it was interesting. He said, "Well, I'm glad to be home." All caps. 
uh, return of running back you. And I thought that was huge for, for that. But then there was a void. So you filled the running back spot, but you had the linebackers coach position to fill. And then you also, uh, you, you know, based on how you fill that, there was other voids. So uh, announced late last week that, that tight ends coach Brian Niedermeyer, who is reigning uh, recruiter of the year in 247, will move to inside linebackers coach. And then that Joel Os- Joe Osevet, who was an off-the-field role, will become an on-the-field coach uh, here and take the tight ends uh, in 2020. So a little bit of internal moving, which they did that year one to year two in Pruitt's staff, uh, but yet still some continuity, I think, uh, within this staff with as much moving as happened. And Pruitt's dad moves to Marion County. But that's another story. It was interesting, Wayno. That, that has that will help us none in recruiting. Wink, wink, wink. <laughs> Closer to home, he can watch his son. Wayno, I'm intrigued by the uh, the guy in the office, Osavet. I mean, obviously, uh, all the coaching had uh, directly coached with Pruitt or played under Fulmer. Really good connection with Fulmer. I like the way Pruitt's going about business. He gets somebody in here he knows a lot about. And I am betting you that he's sold on Osvet's personality, his energy, his knowledge. And it's it's just a location move is what it is. But it's going to be interesting to see him to come from behind the desk to walk around on the grass imparting the knowledge. I I really like the job uh, Sherrod did uh, coaching those linebackers up. I mean, I was – Really impressed before we we get off of him, and uh, bringing along the freshman and the leading tackler, the senior. You got to love every move he did, how he fought. And at one point, we were down and uh, record wise, and wondering if the players were really going to pick it up. And he got him to do it, Wayno. So, so a little background on Osavet. You want to hear a little bit? Absolutely. So Osavet was always thought as a jewel on on Pruitt's staff to have him on the off the field role. Osevet has coached 11 NFL players, developed 47 Division I players as a JUCO coach. Uh, during his time in junior college, Osevet won the 2014 US, USA Sports Writers JUCO Coach of the Year and two Northeast Football Conference Coach of the Year awards while posting a record of 33-11. and 11. He didn't coach very long, but what he did had some impact. Osevet came to Knoxville by way of ASA New York, college where he served as head coach and offensive coordinator 2016 and 2017 does he give his age way no for our listeners i know no and and honestly i couldn't tell you what his age. he's not he's not very uh very old because he uh he has his wife sandra and two children sons austin and brooke and uh, they're both probably i don't know i would say seven or younger so I would say he's in his 40s. Early 40s. I would say. Hey, you got to love uh, Jay Graham. I loved watching him play. He was there with Peyton, 93-96. His big junior year, he was pushing 1,500 yards. Got him up to 2,600 and some odd yards. But when you think about what he did, well, I know the impressive thing is he did this with Peyton Oh, I got to pass every downs mentality. Well, I mean, yeah, he had what Marcus Nash, he had uh, Joey Kent, he had, uh, I mean, all those those great receivers, good tight ends, all those different pieces, 
And then the running backs just had to – which the good thing was is Peyton was so good at throwing early in games that it was all running back the second half. And exactly. <laughs> Cedric Wilson and um, the guy that – oh, from down around Kingston. He played quarterback in high school also. But – He had a little bit of peerless there late in the game too. Jay Graham gets his starting coach at South Carolina uh, – 2009-10-11, that had to be Spurrier, right? Yeah. And uh, that, that uh, running back that he coached, oh, the knee. Lattimore. The knee blew out. He, you look at the guys he's coached, the man can coach it up, I'm telling you, and he can recruit. And uh, he, he also had, uh, of course, he, he got in there with Jimbo at Florida State, and then Jimbo goes to A&M, and he just takes Jay with him, but uh, – yeah, Jay was a co-offensive coordinator 2018 and 19, so I'm very comfortable with, with his knowledge and motivational skills and the excitement he brings. So so the only opening left is is kind of this special teams coordinator and and, and then of course, you know, how how how's the titles going to move around because I like that they kept Niedermeyer cuz I was really nervous with him just being a tight ends coach that he was going to get snatched around. Like he's a, he's a well, he's a whale of a recruiter, and he does a really good job. Like, any time I've ever been to practice, I mean, that guy's getting after it. Like, he looks – I mean, and for those who know me, he looks like me, but but he can coach. I can't. So, uh, he's getting after it. You, you know, he, he doesn't – you know, he's really – he explains things really well. To be, to be such a young guy, it just – it's good to see that. He's a teacher first, and then, he, and then he's a screamer later. You know, and, and I think I think that's if anything you can say about Pruitt's staff is they're lively and they're aggressive, but they only get real aggressive after they've told you and shown you and developed and, and done it again and again and again, and it's still not sticking. That's when everything gets a little hairy on the, on the practice field. When but, you have not seen the magical repetition where it becomes automatic behavior, well, and, and, you're going to hear about it. And so – I love that they've kept some continuity, even in the Jay Graham hire. You know, Jay Graham and Jeremy Pruitt were both on that Florida State staff. You know, so there was a little bit of not only what you've seen from afar, but what Pruitt had seen in person with Jay Graham uh, that 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 lit the lit the lights up uh, for for Pruitt to want to hire this guy. But I thought it, it. You know, he said probably one of the nicest things you can say about a coach when you hire him. He's the total package. And, you know, as, as anybody knows about Pruitt, you're going to be a recruiter first. He's like, you. I can get you really good talent here to where you don't have to be a, a, a miracle worker of a coach. But you have to get them here. Jimbo had that Tennessee connection going on because Daryl Dickey, the 85 Sugar Bowl quarterback for the Vols, was his offensive coordinator. Wayno, Jay Graham handled the, the special teams at Florida State. 2013 to 2017 it's it's possible they might let him do that also uh do you see a uh, co-offensive coordinator title with jay like he had with chimbo i do not and the only reason i say that's because t's already got one i just don't know what you can't you can't divvy those duties up a whole whole lot he's the he's the run game coordinator and t's the pass game coordinator and then then uh uh Jim Chaney can just be the everything else game coordinator. I, I like this mix. I like the energy. And uh, like you said, Niedermeyer, I, I love I love his coaching style. 
And the, the big running back we're, we're looking at here in the next February 5th, the big day, of course, he's going to extend his spotlight. Talking about Evans? To Yeah, to whenever. Uh, if there's a guy out there and we got to have him, we send Niedermeyer after him. And uh, Jay, Jay will do, uh, in my opinion, he's right there with T. Martin and Niedermeyer, and he'll bring in some quality players. I, I like what, you, what you're what you seeing here, you know, and, and Pruitt's rewarding those guys that work hard off the field. Osevet is a guy that, that when you're at practice, it was funny, and, I, and this is a, here's you a little insight. When you're at practice, it was like Will Friend was going to chew you up and spit you out if you was an offensive lineman. Then they would walk to Jim Chaney, and Jim would kind of still be aggressive but kind of talk it out. And then they would go to Osevet, and he would really break it down. So I thought, I thought, and all this happens in about a minute and a half. So you're you're tracing the progression of the offensive players and the coaching personalities they're exposed to in chronological order, right? Well, what would happen is, and and, and again, not to not to unfold what's happening at practice, but like you would see an offensive set, and they would, you know, they're working blocking scheme and different things like that, and this one cat's not picking it up. Like, he's just not – like, everybody else is zigging and he's zagging on this play. And, well, Will Friends just gets really tore up because he's right in the thick of it. And he's like, just get out of here. And he gets a new guy in there and, and kind of lets him refresh for a minute. Well, they go to Jim Chaney and, and he kind of – you see his hand moving like, you know, he's told you this many times, blah, 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 blah. And then that guy just kind of goes over to get some water and here comes Joe. And Joe just talks to him. And then next thing you know, he gets right back in there and he's doing it perfect. They got that good cop, bad cop thing going great. Well, I think they've got, you know, we're really serious about getting better, but we still like you. You know what I'm saying? And I think that's a dynamic that has to be – that's not a, on accident. That's on purpose. That dynamic, I think, in certain situations to where bad things happen and, I, you know, let your mind go wherever that takes you. But when bad things happen, it's because there's not accountability down the stream and kids think they're out on some island. I think Tennessee's done a good job of closing that gap. They also send three different people at you who use different words, and words sometimes are the major, major, major difference in you understanding a concept or Oh, not. yeah. Well, I mean, it's like defensive backs. There's probably guys who do better getting taught by Derek Ansley than, than there's other guys who want Jeremy Pruitt coaching him. I think if it gets to Jeremy Pruitt, you're getting a harder level of coaching, but, but at the same rate – I think that's why there's so many people on the staff. That's why there's so many off the field quotation mark roles to where you you know you can be told the same concept by 20 different people, and it sounds a bunch different, but it's heading you in the same direction. And I think that that's where that's where I really like where this staff is going. You've got a lot of continuity. You got T. Martin and Jay Graham that can look at you square in the face and say, "Not only can you do it because I'm your coach, but I've done it here." at a high level so it, it can be done and will be done if you'll put the work in and so i love that part of it i love that there's been some continuity kept with pruitt's guys you know jim cheney comes in as love knoxville but he's a great addition to the staff but will friend and a couple of those other guys uh are are still pruitt guys if you will and that he's been able to keep that honestly Boone, though i don't think the shakeup's over with i think there's still some more moves to be made and i think it's in either Tracy Rocker or Chris Winkie or both. Uh, both of those guys have uh, have open contracts at the moment. They uh, mm. they uh, they came to the finish line this past Friday, if I'm not mistaken. January 31st was their final day on their contract. 
So we'll see. I would think if they were going to be renewed, they would already done so. But at the same rate, you know, maybe they're looking to shuffle some people around. You know, maybe one of these guys are going to become a, you know, special teams guy and they're going to hire another guy. And, you know, who knows? Well, April the 18th, orange and white game will be here before we know it. And uh, if we do make a change, I'll, I'll promise you it's going to be uh, like Florida State's coach where you bring in just a super, super well-established recruiter and and he would really uh, bring us back to where we need to be quicker. But uh, I like the guys, Rocker and Winky, and certainly hope they uh, sign on and extend it. But we'll, we'll keep an eye on them. As the carousel moves, so must we. We must go to a break. Listen to these great sponsors, but you're listening to The Grind, Monday edition, right here, 100.9 FM, 8.50 AM, and streaming at WKVL.com. We'll be right back. You don't want to miss it. a home is one of the biggest financial decisions you will ever make, and it can be overwhelming, but Donna Cry at Mortgage Investors Group is committed to making your home buying experience a pleasure. Donna Cry is my personal home mortgage specialist. MIG is rated number one in residential mortgage lenders in Tennessee. Are you considering a new home? Then use who I trust, Donna Cry with Mortgage Investors Group in Maryville. Whether you're buying your first home or your fifth, Donna will help you put your home ownership plans into action. Call Donna at 865-984-9948 or go to DonnaCry.com. MIG is an equal housing lender. Keep your feathered friends fed this winter with suet cakes and assorted bird seed from Rule King. With over 10 flavors of suet plus for 69 cents each or your choice of bird seed cakes for $4.99, Rule King is your source for bird supplies. And have you heard the buzz? Bees are coming back to Rule King. Book your live bees at RuleKing.com and see the full selection of beekeeping supplies at Rule King. America's farm and home store. Don't miss Pizza Hut Spirit Day. Help raise funds for Maine support. That's M-A-N-E support. The second Monday of every month at Pizza Hut, 804 Foothills Mall Drive, Maryville, 375 Hannam Street, Alcoa, and 2418 Airport Highway in Alcoa. From 11 a.m. to 10 p.m. all day. All you need to do is order a pizza from Pizza Hut on the second Monday of every month and main support receives 20% of all sales. Are you looking for a place to relax and have fun after work or a place to fill the weekend fun? Check out the Party Pub in the heart of Maryville. They open at 7.30 a.m. and have daily drink specials. They have darts, karaoke, and billiards daily, as well as Tennessee football each and every Big Orange Saturday in the fall. So check out the Party Pub on Ellis Avenue in downtown Maryville, a place where they treat you like family, and it's always a good time. All the bullets in the world mean nothing if your concealed carry handgun fails when you need it most. The Springfield Armory XDS Mod at 9mm is the pinnacle of reliability. For limited time at Rule King, get an XDS Mod 2 pistol with Viridian Laser, 5 magazines, and 2 cases for just $379.99. That's $195 off. This is while supplies last only at RKGuns.com and Rule King, America's farm and home store. Custom shirts, vinyl decals, and all things custom printing. That's what Night Shift Printing brings your way. 
If you need custom printed accessories, check out my man Jacob Carter of Night Shift Printing. You can contact them direct 321-6845 or via email at nightshiftprinting at gmail.com. That's K-N-I-G-H-T, shiftprinting at gmail.com. Check them out on Facebook and Instagram. You don't want to miss it. It's well worth it. We don't always promise to be perfect, but we promise to give you our honest opinion. This is sports radio from a fan's perspective. You're listening to The Grind on 100.9 FM, 850 AM. Rocky Top Sports. And welcome back inside the WKVL studios. You're listening to the Monday edition of The Grind. Man, want to want to say thanks, Boone, for coming in. It's always fun talking uh, on a Monday because, I mean, the weekend gives us so much to talk about. But, man, uh, again, want to kind of blow out there uh, that you need. If you're, if you're a social media person, not you, Boone, but like the world. I am. The world. Uh, check us out, man. We're, we're – we're expanding. We're getting a lot of different things out there. Uh, we're on. We used to be on Facebook, Twitter, SoundCloud, and our website. Those were the four that that we we were on. But now, as we've hooked up with Forty Second Street, and they've they've helped us broaden those horizons a little bit, getting our website in check. That'll be that'll be kind of built up over the next few weeks. Uh, we're on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, SoundCloud. Apple Podcasts, Google Music or Google Play Music, our website and YouTube. I mean that's that's a lot of different ways. Uh, Can you get that big uh, spider on that Toyota Highlander commercial on the Super Bowl on there when they say, <laughs> "Oh, that's an ugly mouth," and they go, "That's not his mouth." Yeah, that's terrible, right? That's a nice looking vehicle though. But but no, if if you if you get to checking us out and you see some things change over the next few weeks, it's all from the great people at Forty Second Street, four two sd dot com. Check them out; they will help you just the way they're helping us right here on the grind. But you want to check them out. But Boone, about six minutes to go till the top of the hour, and uh, and, and man, Tennessee had a rough weekend. Uh, Tennessee Lady Vols took on the number one team in the country yesterday in the South Carolina Lady Gamecocks. Uh, and and it was not a pretty affair. Twenty-one point loss for the Lady Vols, and then the Men Vols at the Hump in Starkville, Mississippi, uh, took a took a thirteen point loss of their own to the Mississippi State Bulldogs uh, in Stark Vegas. Really, just a a tale of two halves for Tennessee on the men's side of things. We'll start with Saturday's game. Tennessee thirty-four to twenty-eight in the first half, and you're like, you know. Not so bad. Euros Plovsic had a pretty good impact. I thought I thought there was a, a different kind of run going there, and we're on the road and we're having success and held Mississippi State to twenty eight points. But and I, Santiago <laughs> had a seven point uh, streak there. We had we had it all going, didn't we? Yeah, and, and I think I think that lulled us to sleep a little bit. If you if you be quite honest, they shot Mississippi State that is shot forty three percent in the first half. And roared back and shot nearly seventy percent in the second half, and we uh, we kind of fell on that same uh, that same sword. We slumped a little bit in the second half, shooting fifty two percent in the first half and just forty two 
in the second half. So, um, Boone, I think it, it was another one of those learning games. And I know people don't want to hear that. They want to say, well, we, we need to be better. We need to play better defense. We got to rebound. But people have to remember, a lot of these kids, and, and I'll say it until I'm blue in the face, because three years ago when Grant, Admiral, Kyle, and Bone were all young guys, they were in the same boat. They couldn't play fast enough because they were still thinking. And I, I still think I think that's this year. I think when you, you the only person that can play free right now is Fulkerson, and you're seeing him be successful because he knows the defense, he knows the offense, he knows what he needs to do. But everybody else is thinking and not acting. And, and what that's doing is that split-second decision is allowing defense to get out there and guard you, block shots, turn you over, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, these, are, these are learning moments that next year, when somebody's not working hard in practice, they'll be like, we need to remind you of that Mississippi State game? Do we need to remind you of, of how this works out if we don't work hard? And I, I think, you know, maybe that's, maybe that's negative reinforcement, but I think at the end of the day it works. Because how dynamic and how aggressive was Jordan Bone, Admiral Schofield, Grant Williams, Kyle Alexander once they clicked in, once they knew what they needed to do? Well, you know, we see it at work. Uh, you bring in a new person, and it's shocking. But, but the truth is, you see someone that's been there six, seven years. They've done certain things hundreds and hundreds and hundreds and thousands of times you would be amazed at the speed and the efficiency they're able to do that. You're exactly right. It's a learning experience. But it's almost like teams want to come inside. Uh, all they got's okay, they got Falky. He's not the most muscular person. He's not a big banger. Let's work on him. They've got Euros in there. He only had, going into the game, Wayne only had like 45 minutes. That's just not enough minutes. Uh, yeah, and about nine points. Yeah, and he more than he he almost doubles that. I you know I think you know you look at it. We had only six turnovers, so we're growing in a lot of ways. You, you know what I'm saying? It's just it, it's just like teaching a young you know a young person anything. You, you know what I'm saying? And you be you having a teaching background, I think you probably speak to it better than me. As you sit there and you, you show them this, and and now we're we're really good at point A and point B is kind of suffering a little bit. Well, you come over here and you work on point B, well, then point A kind of falls a little exactly. bit. Exactly. So, so I yeah. think we've got turnovers in good place. I think we've got some good stuff like that. We just gotta we've gotta click it together, you know, link all this stuff together. I mean, I remember a few years ago we were in this same boat and by the by March coming, we were a team nobody wanted to play because we, we had kind of battled through and, and got some stuff going. But you know, I don't know that that's this team. I think I think Josiah James's injury. We'll see how long that impacts us, because ultimately that's gonna that's gonna delay some progress a little bit. But at the same boat, I think these are these are invaluable minutes for these young players. I'll tell you something I'm noticing in, in different sports we compare to each other, but Barnes is saying exactly what Pruitt said, and they see it before we do, and then all of a sudden after they see it and comment about seeing it in practice, it happens. Uh, like you said, fans don't want to hear it, but we're so close with these different players. We just got to grow up. Got to grow up in a hurry because this week sees Alabama and Kentucky. Big week for the balls, and we'll talk all about it as we grind out the rest of this week. We're talking right here on a Monday edition, but we're out. If you're on your way to work or on your way home, take care, be safe, and yes, grind on. We'll be back tomorrow. You don't want to miss it.